arrogant yeah i think arrogance is low-key built on insecurity mm. like when you're arrogant you're trying to compensate from something that you're not really secure in but in confidence you're just letting your work speak for yourself you know who you are you know what you've done and you're just moving forward and you're you're bold in that but arrogance is just you trying to make up for something that you think you lack and you're not really confident but you're trying to put up a facade yeah. and trying to like get people to think differently about you even though you don't think the same way about yourself podcast a few and a half deep conversation about life god relationship tough topics anything we come up with but most of all having a real and honest conversation dropping a few jumps along the way i'm here with the manhood series and for the manhood series i have to bring on a real day one friend a real friend i've had since kindergarten like because i have to talk about this road from boyhood to manhood and it's a real thing i want to talk about but no more person i gotta bring on than my day one friend darbens Omen, how's it going? What's up? What's up? Oh man? my goodness! This Good to is be a, here. This is a collab that's been waiting to happen since kindergarten. Bro, way back in the day. Way. Finally happening. Let's go. Yes, you know what's funny? People used to get us confused for each other. Like we look alike. Yeah, a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit, a lot of it. <laughs> Do not confuse y'all. Confuse me with the Kenny. Y'all confuse me with other people. <laughs> Do not confuse us together. We yeah. are two different people. Not the honestly. same person. Definitely no. not the same person. But honestly, this is a brother right here. This is a real friend. Honestly, man, how's it going? Going pretty well. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have this little conversation. One thing I got to say about Darvins, or one story I got to say about Darvins. Oh, He's been my friend since kindergarten. Been a while. One of my best friends since kindergarten, honestly. But one story in particular. I remember my only time winning the science fair. I won in third grade. I won in third grade, right? But I didn't win, actually. I got in third place, but that's a win of itself. Yes, sir. But funny enough, I tied for third place yeah. with this man right Let's here. Let's go. I couldn't let you have it alone. <laughs> I had to get a little piece of the pie. Yes. But oh. overall in science, he's beating me because he is, what's your major again? I mean, I in undergrad, I was a biology major. Biology major? Yeah. So overall STEM major. I dipped out of STEM, so I will say that he has beaten me in that way. Well, you beat me in, in film. <laughs> I, 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 the setup here is crazy. Yes, I yes, do yes. For sure, but... Honestly, I'm not just joined by him, I'm joined by you, the viewer, the person on the other side of the camera, the person on the other side of the audience. But I really, I invite you to the discussion, to be a part of the discussion, to drop everything you see, everything you notice, everything you t- you think you agree about, drop it all in the comments down below. But Darvins, how does it feel to be back in Miami? Feels good. So I go to med school in Philly, weather over there, it's a little frightful, a little chilly, oh, not, not too much snow. It hasn't snowed yet, actually. Oh, but no, for sure. Well, it's good to be back in sunny South Florida, man. man I can't complain. Don't you dare, mm. do not dare mm. become a Philly Navy. That, that's why. That's why I stay. But I'm like, it's tempting. I can't hold you. It's what? Tough. Bro, the people over there have kind of been cool. It's like a, it's a dope city to be around. I don't know the sports. They go crazy for sports. And I can imagine. Phillies were in the World Series. I can't. I, the last time I can say that about the Marlins was like 2003. So oh, like, of course, yeah. Sports yeah. are kind of good over there. So. But he's from Miami. We own him. We like, he's Miami blood. <laughs> we own him. Nice, nice. But man, it's good to be back here before the you know snow got to you. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I'm glad I escaped it. But yo, we go back since Miami Union days. Way back. Honestly, yeah. man. When it was called Miami Union, Kevin Knox and Miami Union invented they, they changed the name and everything. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. M-U-A-A. Remember it was like M-U-A? No, was no. M-U-A-A. No. It's I not the same. I can't. I can't imagine it. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you. I left. Mm, I left the people. Left, left us alone. Abandoned us. When, we needed, when the world needed him most. He vanished. <laughs> he vanished. Honestly. I wanted to come back. Oh, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to public school for one year, mm. and then I'm gonna come back, right? Yeah. But then I got, I went to public school. I was like, oh, I can get used to this. <laughs> kind of like it here. Kinda yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I can get used to this, and then I was like, yeah, I'll come back in another year. Yeah, like, the next year. Yeah, next, next year. Next, <laughs> you know, I graduated. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. But honestly, man, how's it been like, be growing up from like little kids to older kids? Well, it, it's it's cool. I think that's one of the cool advantages of going to like Inventus Academy, mm-hmm. kind of just being around the same people for a really long time. Yeah, so I've known you for like ever, and there's some people who never left like you and like <laughs> stick, stick like stick with us. And like I know them, and we both went to the same like university, both went to Open and stuff like that. That is dope. some people I've known for like you know twenty some years. And it's wild to me. That is and, awesome. yeah, not a lot of people get those kind of experiences. So I think just having a community around you that's 
really continuous that supports you that you can talk to about you know just about anything and i think like on a personal note i think just having people who can like professors pouring into you continuously from like kindergarten to 12th grade not just academically but spiritually that's been like, a huge part of you know my progress and you know i think just growing my relationship with god along the way that, that's yeah. been huge so just like steps along the steps along the journey that that have made you know it possible for it to, for it to, for me to be who I am today. You know, Not, it's real dope because like kids, they always say it takes a village, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. And like having that village consistently with you throughout like your whole years, mm -hmm. like you see people literally grow up. No, you do right right before your eyes. Like we were just like first graders, but now we're graduating to upgrade. Oh which is my wild. goodness, yeah, man! We we're first graders and now we're graduating college. Like Why? what? what is Where this? does this time go? Like I honestly didn't think that like when i saw people were in high school when i was in elementary i was like that's never gonna happen to me yeah like like, like the end of the world is gonna come jesus is gonna come back to like that's not gonna happen but like bro look at me i'm, I'm an adult now i'm not gonna lie to you i was praying I yeah, was yeah, praying yeah. that jesus would come yeah. and to deal with college finals yeah my prayers were not answered not answered, but you know we made the best it, of it his timing his timing it's timing his timing but i didn't want to i didn't want to take finals <laughs> it worked I didn't speed it up a little yes, yes. yes. come on come on come on before taxes get to me whoo please <laughs> Taxes real. Yeah. But man, what do you think about your journey about manhood? Because this series I'm doing is about manhood, mm -hmm. right? You're serious going from like not just child to adulthood, but boys to man. Mm -hmm. How's that been for you? That's it's it's been a progress because uh, there's like this lyric by Andy Minio. He was like, being a man doesn't have anything to do with age. You could be a boy to the day you lay in your grave, and that really kind of re resonated with me. Because yeah, manhood is really coming into your own. And I, I think we were talking about this on the drive over here. I think a, a huge part of it is establishing like responsibility and growing up and you know becoming who God made you to be. But really like becoming, I feel like, independent in, in some aspect, either within your own relationship with God, your own dynamics. It's like when you're growing up, people are, you know, parents are pouring into you or really establishing you and really giving you guidance. But I think as you delve into manhood, I think it's your responsibility to make those decisions, your responsibility to have a constant devotional life, your responsibility to be outgoing, engage in like new friend groups and talk to them about whatever. So it's like more of the the onus is on you to, to make something out of your life. I think earlier on, you can depend on other people to kind of direct you to where you need to go. Mm -hmm. but I think a part of manhood is really, you know, taking that own, I, I said this a hundred times, but responsibility, that's like the, the optimal word to like, you know, of exactly. what you need to do now. Yeah, man. Adulthood is about responsibility, but manhood is for real about responsibility. Yeah, for sure. Because being in, you know, high school, college, and once you see a lot of people, you see a lot of dudes. Yeah. You see people or dudes who don't take responsibility, yeah. those who do. Mm -hmm. And the, the like, especially like with growing up and stuff mm -hmm. like that, growing up with people, seeing people about throughout your life, you see the you see the results of people who take responsibility yeah. and the results of people who don't take responsibility. For sure. And I think that's the change or that's a that's a distinction mm -hmm. that we always gotta make towards each other. That's huge. Make towards life. Because yeah. it's always like as kids, I talked about it in the board series. Mm -hmm. Us kids, you don't want responsibility. No, no, you're just vibing. You're just chilling, taking just, the day to time. Exactly. <laughs> you just like want to play with your toys, yeah. eat when you want to, sleep when you want to. For sure. You don't want to sleep, but <laughs> you don't want to do it. You want no responsibility. For sure. But I think a big part of manhood is taking responsibility for things in your life. That's huge. And it's, I think a part of it is not just taking individual responsibility, but being responsible for the people around you. Mm -hmm. So we talked about having community. You're not just responsible for yourself, but making sure you're checking in on your boys, like how are you guys doing? If they're doing something that you think is kind of sus, like, oh, you know, what's going on in that department? Yeah. Or like, you see them, you know, not exercising enough or like not eating right, like, oh, you know, maybe you should tap into a gym or get into you know, a better diet because, you know, we want you to live the most full life that you can. So just not looking out for yourself, which that's like really important, but really being responsible to the people around you too and being accountable to them and trying to make sure that you're pouring into them anytime you get a chance. That is dope because I literally have a quote that says, mm. A man is a male who takes responsibility. Oh my God, let me read. Let me read this. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A man is a male who understands the needs and values of himself mm. and those around him, mm. while understanding and while understanding and fulfilling the commitments the commitments he's made. That's deep. Let me sharp. Let me sharp that up. Yeah. A man is a male who understands the needs and values of himself mm. and those around him, while also understanding the fulfillment, understanding and fulfilling the commitments he's made. Mm. What do you think about that? 
100% agree. That's that's huge. That goes exactly what you said. Yeah. Like being responsible for yourself and other people Word. around you. Yeah. Man. And as I said, like seeing so many dudes, like especially through college, high school, middle school, elementary, do life in general. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of people, a lot of men who don't take responsibility for themselves and other people and mm-hmm. those who do. Yeah. And those those two results are very drastic. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's... It's weird because you're doing life. It's like it's like a video game, right? Mm. Where like you have like okay, the start of the video game, you're here. The end of the video game, you're here. Yeah. But it's like we're in the middle of the video game. Yeah. And every and everybody's like in their own video game. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like it's not like you're a side character in my life. Yeah, yeah. You're a main character in your main life. Character, yeah. And I'm a side character in your life. Yeah. But you're a side character in my life. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. Word. It's all connected. Yeah. Uh, have you? What's the last video game you played? Last video game I played? That's a great question. What's the last video game? Or watch kind of thing. Or watch someone play. I was actually, there's like Retro Bowl. It's like this football game on my phone. Kind mm-hmm. of mess around with that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's not too deep though. Not too deep? I was thinking like <laughs> yeah, yeah. something like God, like role playing game. Like you're literally the character. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yo, something like that. Uh, like this is like The Last of Us. No, The Last of Us. That Word. was good. I saw. I watched the series with that. one. No, I think that 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 does a wonderful job of storytelling in terms of like characters and everything like that. I thought that was a really dope like series. I love games like that because you get to make indecision game. In, yeah. Um, you can get to make decisions in the game that yeah. impacts you. It's not like okay, press X for this, fix F for this. It's yeah. like okay, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? If you do this, you get skill points. At this point, you may get Word. respect. Yeah. You do this, you might get less respect. Yeah, less skill points, and I think it adds to a lot of the things. No, for sure. I think like, like the Telltale series when like decision making games. Yeah, I think Last, of, Last of Us already has a, a story that they're writing to, but like more so games where your decisions impact the story. Like what yeah. you choose to do is gonna deviate the end results because of it. Man, That's really life. Yeah, you, that is exactly life. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like you gotta like make these in life decisions, Word. game decisions, and it's gonna impact you. And, the fun part of it is that you don't know how it's going to yeah, You happen. don't know, yeah. It's tempting because I'm like, okay, I want to get, I want to do this decision, but I don't know how it's going to impact me in the next five minutes, next five days, next five years, or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you're just never going to know. That's exciting, but you like, you want to know what. Yeah. I think a big part of like adulthood is trying not to, trying to know, but be comfortable with not knowing. Mm. I think that's a big part of like, not just growing mentally, but spiritually as well. Yeah. Because sometimes like you want to answer to this, but you got to be comfortable with not knowing. It's huge. That's and I guess that's something that's part of adulthood that mm. I've learned, and of course, still learning to go a part of. Have for you sure. had to kind of deal with that? No, for sure. It's huge. I was actually listening to this podcast. Do you know like who Presty Preston Perry and like? Yeah, um, I've heard about it. I'm checking out a bit. Where they, they have he has a podcast with his wife, um, and it's like thirty minutes with the Perrys, and they're talking about anxiety and worry and all that stuff. Mm. They're kind of talking on the subject of why we're anxious or why we have stress and stuff like that. And really, the root in, in terms of Preston sharing his experience was there's so much in life that's out of his control, and specifically he talked about the fear of death, and because he's not really scared of dying himself but if he dies his family the impact on that like that's yeah. something that, that keeps him up like at night and, and stuff like that so i think for me in terms of like thinking about like fears and, and anxieties and, and such it, it's i think a part of it is just realizing that no matter because like there, there are days where i feel like if i make all the right choices things are going to be all right if i yeah. plan ahead if i'm on top of my devotional life if i'm if i do everything right mm-hmm. it should work out but what's wild about life, and I'm quickly learning, is that you could do everything right, everything under the sun, and something will probably go wrong. Yeah. It's it's a part of like accepting that that's the reality that to which we live in. And I think that's where trust in God and a relationship with God becomes really important because it's kind of His reminder to you that hey, you're not really in control here. Like you, yeah. you can do everything right, but it's like you don't see the full picture at the end of the day. For sure, I had this like, I like I, I think I talked to you about this mm-hmm. before. I had this like kind of like weird like deep thoughts like one night it's yeah. like almost like shower thoughts but it's just yeah. like <laughs> i was just yeah. sitting down just thinking about this like that like what if you really had no blasphemy here no blasphemy here whatsoever well, but what if you were like were really god in a sense like, stone, him. stone him <laughs> <laughs> like if you had like literal control over like what happens this time Ooh. and how it impacts every single thing in the planet yeah not even just like a like a human to human basis like human to like object basics like if i touch this wall what happens if i do this what happens like not just that on a molecular level Mm. and like trying to me in that experience i was like trying to grasp okay what happens if you are god 
Like, what is that responsibility like? And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of. I don't need <laughs> to good. know. I'm good. I'm good. You got that, Lord? You got yeah. that? Yeah. It's like I'm going through this train of thought, like, okay, that's happening for like a second. How I impact this one thing for the second. But I don't know who else that can impact. Mm. I don't know what else can that, like, how that might trickle down towards like different things in life. And mm. I think a big part of like adulthood and especially manhood is addressing that fear, mm. conquering that fear, but also, um, not being held by it. Yeah. Because I know, like, as a dude, we try to, we try to make sure everything is foolproof. Yeah. Like, even with, like, setup or whatsoever, like, in the house, you try yeah. to make sure everything is foolproof, but even if if you fail at that, you, you feel like a failure. Mm. And that's a big part of, like, overcoming that as a man. Yeah. You ever, like, get that, get that feeling? Yeah, the, the feeling where I think sometimes we ascribe manhood to having everything under control. Like, I think there's definitely a part of manhood that, is a core part of manhood is leadership mm -hmm. and being someone who can make those decisions but i don't think a part of manhood is being able to have like access to all knowledge and making sure that everything works out because you're i think you're gonna make mistakes as a man but i think a, i think a part of manhood is owning those mistakes and like yeah. learning from it and not like you said not being like frozen by fear because you're just like oh I'm indecisive, you know, this could work out one way or another, so I, I'm just going to choose to not put my hands into this, or like I feel like God's calling me to this, but I, 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 no one else in my family has done this, I don't have any role models, so I'm just going to like step back because I'm too fearful. Yeah. It's, it's moving forward. A, a huge part of like, especially biblical figures of people who are, I, I would see as being very manly people in the Bible, are people who are afraid, but they trust God and move forward, and they are courageous in that, because it's not like they, they remove the fear, but it's like moving forward within uh, like a, a big picture of man and for me is moving forward within the unknown because i feel like if you have everything figured out or you like you have access to the future or something and you know something will work out that's kind of like you know it's not too impressive to me but like a real man is just like you don't know what's going to happen but you're, just, you're stepping forward and trusting god along the way and you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna handle this one way or another man that is extremely extremely true it's something like i always think about and i've always like struggled with like trying to like trying to like configure the situation mm -hmm. and know exactly what's gonna happen and Lord like making sure everything is foolproof. Yeah. But that like you said, trusting God in those things. Mm. Like addressing those fears and not being frozen by it. Yeah. And not just like not just having the fear or just like, okay, anything can happen whatsoever, but like being cool or understanding that you can get through whatever happens. For sure. That's a really big part of manhood. That's huge. But Right now, I want to go to commercial real quick. We'll be right back. But tell me exactly what you think in the comments about what we just talked about, with, about fears and mind. Do you agree with my quote? What do you think about this conversation so far? But let's go to commercial real quick, real quick and we'll be, we'll be right back. It's definitely not right now. For anyone that's worked in the gym before. I can tell you hundreds of stories about working in the gym. Mm. So sure. you see a lot of people, they get their memberships immediately. You know, I'm about to work out, I'm about to get the dream body, boom, boom, boom. How long does that last? I go, you want me to be real honest? Be with you? real. <clears throat> want to be real honest with you? Real, be real. About maybe two to three days. Two, wow. See, see I didn't think it was going to be that. Straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> I didn't think it was As a person who worked in the gym, I can confidently say almost 80% of people, 70 to 80%, they don't make it past the first month. And it sucks. It, it sucks for a different financial reasons. But it's yeah. like, I'm used to seeing, like you said, that like, honeymoon phrase of people being excited for the thing or excited for this that and the third mm -hmm. then january 3rd they already said we're back we're back we're back and right now we're talking about manhood and kind of like overcoming that journey but i want to i want to ask you a deep question mm -hmm. what is something that's been consistent about you since boyhood to manhood mm. i know we always like people yeah. always self-analyze themselves but i'm gonna challenge you i'm gonna give yeah, you the yeah. free range to self-analyze yourself no, what is something that's been consistent from boyhood to manhood it's a great question i think in thinking about that question something that's pretty consistent and i feel like people can attest to this probably i'll say diligence from my kindergarten i was grinding like i i want to do anything i do i wanted to do it the best possible way possible if that makes sense i just want i want to do my best in everything right so no matter like 
in kindergarten where there was like learning ABCs, one, two, threes, yes. you know, then learning calculus or going to trig or learning like writing essays and stuff like that. Whatever, <laughs> whatever I like, I pour into, I just, I, I hate thinking that I didn't put everything into it. Or if I submit an assignment, you know, sometimes it's to my detriment because I kind of a perfectionist. I'll look over it a thousand times to make sure yeah. everything's right. Because I just want to make sure if I'm if my name's attached to it, right. you better know that I gave it my all. <laughs> like if you're seeing this product out there, it, or like my assignments being submitted, something that I had a hand in in this project, you ha I hope that whoever is reviewing it or seeing it knows that that you can see that I put my work into that. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I never want to just do something with half effort or some or like a half um, like hard half-heartedly or haphazardly mm -hmm. i think since like you know k to now is something that that's been inside me forever just that, that sense of diligence and hard work and ethics just kind yeah. of just like working towards whatever goal i want to like accomplish you know what's funny if i was asked that question about you yeah i would say the exact same thing I'm so glad you can, yeah, <laughs> this I'm is not yeah. i've known like always been diligent about yourself appreciate it man. honestly i say for me i still feel that that same sense of like Yo, I can't. You know, I don't want to mess up with this kind of mm. thing. And I've always, I'm always like recognized that feeling from like being a little boy. Yeah. But for me, I did take a different approach. Like I tried to perfect it before even starting it. Mm. And then if I feel like I can't perfect it, yeah. I won't even try. Yo, that's you. Like if I can't perfect this plan, I just throw out the whole plan. Wow. Wow. wow, wow, wow. And I, wow. I know a lot of people, a lot of you people watching, mm. probably attested that in me. Mm. Like if I can't perfect it before I even start it, yeah. I'll just throw out the whole plan. That's crazy. Yeah, That's huge. I, I think I can definitely relate to that because a part of me wanting to, to work hard is that sometimes I ascribe my value to the conclusion or to the end product. Like if yeah. it, the end product is suboptimal, I'm suboptimal. Right. Like if, if I get like, I, I put my all into this assignment, I get like a, a B plus, and I feel like I'm a B plus person or something like that. Mm. It, it's, I think a part of me growing up was separating myself from the results of my, my work or stuff like that. That I'm, I'm not assignments, I'm not you know classes, yeah. I'm not grades, that I'm my own person, you know what I mean? And my think, body doesn't come from that. I think it's weird because as a dude, as a man, you kind of ascribe who you are to what you've done. Yeah. Whew. Yes. A lot of dudes do that. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Who are you? You're, you're kind of like people recognize you or treat you especially based on what you do or how you look like what you do. Mm. Like if you like I was at working at the gym. Yeah. A lot of people like if you're not in charge of the gym <laughs> or if you don't look like you're in charge, you're that dude in the gym. Yeah. You're not really gonna be respected, mm. so it's kind of like, okay, you gotta like show that you've done something mm. before you're kind of, I don't want to say accepted, but kind of like put on that level of respect for other people, especially yeah. as a dude. Yeah, it's 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 weird, but sometimes I don't know how to unjustify it. Mm. Like we say, like people say, like okay, you shouldn't measure yourself by what you've done, mm -hmm. or like what you do or what you stuff. Yeah, but how do you not measure that person? That's interesting. That's deep. I think a part of it is primarily, like, I feel, for me anyways, my identity, I always want to make sure that it's built on the foundation of who God says I am. Mm -hmm. But I think there is practicality in, if you want this position, right, you want to get whatever promotion, you have to have the criteria in your resume to get that. I think there yeah. is value in that. You can't just come into a space and say, like, oh, I'm going to... I, I, I'm going to stick here because I'm this or that or because I want to. But no, you have to, I think there are things in life you definitely have to earn. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm glad that there are things in life that I don't have to earn. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I get just from my position and who I am in relation to God. Right. But I think within human-to-human -human interactions and, you know, things that we have to do on a daily basis, there, there is a level of your resume has to speak for itself. You yeah. Wanna, like move up. And, and you like got to like show, show like. Yeah, okay. your body for it, yeah. Yeah, you got to kind of like. You gotta talk your stuff a little yeah. bit. You gotta be a little bit arrogant. Word. People, uh, some of my friends call me a little bit arrogant. I don't see it, honestly. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you see it. Do you see me being arrogant? I, I think you're confident. Confident. Yeah, yeah. You're confident. I, in your work. I have a quote that says, "Confidence is justified. Arrogance is speculated." Mm. Do you think? What do you think about that? That's that's interesting. So, that arrogance is speculating. Yeah. Mm. So confidence is justified. Yeah. Arrogant. Yeah. I think arrogance is low key built on insecurity. Like when you're arrogant, you're trying to compensate from something that you're not really secure in. But in confidence, you're just letting your work speak for yourself. You know who you are. You know what you've done. And you're just moving forward and you're 
you're bold in that. But arrogance is just you trying to make up for something that you think you lack, and you're not really confident, but you're trying to put up a facade yeah. and trying to like get people to think differently about you, even though you don't think the same way about yourself. Okay, so let me challenge that. Mm. Because some people say you got it, not that you have to fake it till you make it, mm. but if you plan for it, you kind of have to show that you earn it. Like you got to walk into this place like you own this place. Interesting. Is that arrogance or is that confidence? Walk into a place like you own the place. I think if, it, it depends on the person. If the person's walking into that space because they have what it takes to walk confidently in that phase, mm -hmm. that makes sense, then that's that's confidence. Like if they've put in the work behind the scenes right. and they've, they've grinded and they've earned this position, yeah, walk in there like you own the place. But if you're walking in there and you haven't put in the work and you're 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 just doing it to be flashy or to grab attention, then right. it's arrogance because you, you're, you're not really doing it because you believe you should be there, mm -hmm. but you're trying to give off, like I said earlier, the facade or the notion that maybe you do. Right, right, right. When I'm like, when I act arrogant, sometimes mm. like, I try to do it as a joke. Like I do yeah. it like, like yeah, I own this kind of place, yeah. but people know, like people You're joking. Know. But sometimes, like that's on the inside. Mm. But when I'm seeing somebody on the outside, I always see like sometimes when people are arrogant, mm -hmm. people just kind of move. Yeah. Like like sometimes it's like that arrogance is a bit accepted. Mm. So I can see somebody like going down the path of like, I've acted arrogant and people move. How about mm. I keep acting arrogant? Yeah. Like, Cause the it's it's work. Yeah. It's work. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm. But I think it speaks to it. But I think, especially as a Christian, mm. there's always a, as a Christian, as a man, there's always a call to kind of like modesty. Yeah. But how do we make sure we don't blur the lines between or confuse modesty for mediocrity? Mm. How do you think about that? Mm, that's a that's a dope question. Uh, I mean, on on the figure of Christianity, I, I think I, I related back to to christ i like i think he's a really good example of manhood because christ was he was modest he wasn't yes. trying to like you know prove anyone that i'm the manliest man in the room right but if you came and stepped him different like in the temple and you're yeah. out here just like devaluing and, and um not being reverent and offering you know just different products and selling stuff before the temple right. best believe just he was firm in that he was flipping things over and when he was going back and forth the pharisees he called them a, like a, a broad of vipers like he was he was you were gonna step over he was a mat you know yes. he was a carpet he, he stood up for himself in, in the right way especially yeah. like you look towards the end of his life he didn't speak because in, in, in at that time point he didn't he didn't need to say anything right. he didn't need to like defend himself he didn't need to like put on this vibrato he understood that there's a time and place for these emotions that i have not, that i can use right not just time and place at first, his resume started speaking for him mm. more than he had to speak. Like when he comes into into town or someplace, yeah. people know like, okay, this is this dude here. Yeah, this is Jesus. Talk this talk a bit. Or, or he and he, he he let his actions speak. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like when the when John sends his disciples to ask Jesus right. if he's really the Messiah. Jesus says, look around. Like tell, <laughs> tell John the blind see, the lame walk. Like my resume speaks for itself. Like I'm, I'm doing this. Like you, you got to believe in he me. He had to have that boldness. He knew who he was in Christ. Like, not he knew just, who he was in relation to God, yeah. He, but, like, these are, like, this is not just now time. Mm. Like, people, like, you say that back then, you get, like, stoned. You get, sure. like, full-on, like, <laughs> jump for this stuff. Like, not just, like, jump, okay, we let him live. <laughs> jump, like, yeah, like, people will kill you. He had to have those, like, yeah. like, respectfully, respectfully. Keep this environment respectfully, all Christians. But Jesus had to have balls. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> That's your second blasphemous statement in this podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But he, but I think that's something, like, you got to develop as a dude. Like, yeah. sometimes, like, I even check myself on it. Like, sometimes I want to not speak to, like, what I'm doing. I want to not speak to, like, okay, be kind of, like, be quiet, not be too brash or whatsoever. But I've learned that if you don't talk your talk, people are not really going to expect it from you. Mm. So sometimes you got to have to, like, let people know who you are. You got to kind of remind people or kind of, like, say, like, you gotta talk your talk a little bit. Mm. Do you feel like you you have to go into a room and just start spilling your resume, or is it a situation where you talk your talk when the situation invites itself, or someone checks you, or someone axes you, or do you just like divulge that information? I'm like, gonna be honest yeah, with yeah. you. It's a bit of if it's, it's all around. Okay, but it's a lot of deal with like maybe body language, mm -hmm. but also it starts when you started. Yeah, like. Like, I have a quote that said, if you're, well, no, not that quote, but I noticed that sometimes, like, when you're interacting with somebody, when you first meet them, mm -hmm. that first impression, no matter if it's, like, your voice, how you look, or whatsoever, that speaks a whole bunch of volumes. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was working at the gym, mm -hmm. when I first started there, guess what I was? I was a doormat. 
yeah. <laughs> humble beginnings. Yeah, humble beginnings. I was literally like, because of it was COVID time, I was opening the door for people. Yeah. Right? So I was like, but then I also had to tell people to put on the mask, Ooh. which was hard, hard in itself. You know, Ooh. a bit political. We're not getting too political. Right? <laughs> but I noticed something like, if I'm not willing to open a door for a person, yeah. And, but I'm willing to tell them to do something. Mm. That's a biz, That's a biz misconception. Mm. So I was like, okay, I have to open these doors for these people. I got to go out to serve these people. Mm. But then because I'm serving these people, I know I could ex- not just expect, but kind of demand or mm. demand some, some type of respect for them because I've shown that respect on, on the front end. Yeah. Right? What do you think about that? That's interesting. Kind of like, yeah, it's, there, there's some quote that goes, it's to the vein of, People, the idea of the quote is really yeah. You have to like know someone cares before. I forget the quote. I body it, but it's just like yeah. I think it's a really cool idea because I think a part of it is leading off with service, right? Serving the person, and then I think maybe I wouldn't use the word command. Maybe I would use. I don't know. I don't know what a good word to use. I would say command is more like kind of respect. Demand is like I I need this from you. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. Command is like okay. I'm I'm need you to do this, bro. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I I feel like they're just more inclined to listen to you in general, command or not. Or just you direct. Maybe it's command in this sense, but like you're saying, they're more inclined to listen to you because of the service you put in. They kind of see the person that you are. You're not just someone who's just there to just tell them right. what to do, but you're willing to to play your part in it, and then you're probably leading by example too. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool, I'll follow along. And it's funny because in real time, I would see people's like attitude change. Like mm. If I greet them at the door, like, hey, let me open the door for you. How's it going? Hope you have a good workout whatsoever. You can see like people's. It was funny because, you know, we had the face mask and everything, yeah. but I would, like, literally see people, like, if I would show them respect on the front end, their little, like, face muscles would change. Yeah. Because they're going in the gym, they're, like, you know, ready to work hard whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, even if it's a girl, they'd be, like, standoffish whatsoever. Yeah. But if I show them, like, a little bit of respect on the front end, their, like, literal face muscles would, like, change. Yeah. And their whole demeanor would change towards you. That's just huge. I think a part of it, I think in culture we talk about this idea of toxic masculinity, and that's that's a whole thing to unpack. But I think a part of why people ascribe that to some to men is that they would do what you do, but without opening the door. Like they, someone would walk in like, "Oh, do this," and they're they're telling you to do this, and they expect you to do it because they think they're the top dog, or right. because they think they're the the most macho man in the building. So they they expect you to follow their lead. Right. But I think your approach is more so: I'm serving you. I'm you know, I, I show you respect and I'm going to expect respect back, right? Right. You, you extend that first and then usually they follow because you, you made that first step in the right direction. And it's interesting because as I've, like, gone through life, there's some dudes that, like, whatever person they're talking to, they're kind of, not that they're bravado, but the way it's their stance, mm. their meet, their demeanor, whatsoever. It kind of demands, demands, <laughs> air quotes, demands a certain level of respect out of the person yeah. or demands like the best out of the person mm. and I've learned that sometimes demanding your, demanding the best out of yourself mm. leads people to demand the best out, leads you to demand the, pe- the best out of other people mm. like somebody seeing you work hard now they can't be like working oh, yeah. easy right now that's for sure and I guess kind of you seeing that with your whole life mm. kind of trying to put in that effort you've probably seen people like like yo, Darwin's killing it. I cannot like not kill it. I can't be around him. <laughs> word, word, word. I think that's something like, especially as a man, as a Christian, whatsoever. That's something you have to grow into mm. and have to establish because you have to, you know, that probably is the real gap or the real definition between mediocrity and modesty. Mm. If you're demanding the best out of your out of yourself, mm. people see that you're being modest, mm. not that you're being arrogant or whatsoever. But they see like there's an edge to you that sometimes people need not be careful of. Yeah. But they know there's something there that they need to respect. Mm. Do you think that's something that we guys, especially Christian guys, need to bring out of ourselves? Yeah, I I think that's that's definitely true. This idea of that you you know who you are, right? Yeah. So like when you when you come into a room, you're not doing it at a pace out of a place of arrogance or out of like insecurity but i think like we were talking about earlier you're just extending respect to other person other people and then you're expecting it back now when you don't receive that respect back what do you do because i think some people are just like some guys christian guys feel like they have a need to like step back and be like oh well you know i I can't do anything i'm just gonna like let let this slide and i think depending on the situation there is a need to kind of like oh let's let's go have a conversation about that not like throw hands but like yeah let's step this side like oh i didn't appreciate how you did that and i don't think you should i don't think what you did was right so i want to approach you about it so i feel like yeah christian guys we don't need to be doormats you know what i mean we don't have to let people walk all over us if 
if something steps out of line, I think sometimes we misinterpret what, what was meant by turning the other cheek. You're right. I, I think there's like a certain connotation to that. But Jesus was insane. Just go, let people just do whatever they want to you. Because you have to know what you are in, this, in terms of how, you know, how God sees you. So you're valuable. Yeah, there's a difference between turning the other cheek mm. and then turning a blind eye. Ooh. That's a very big difference. Was like, I was like, I was heard like, you know, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek. Yeah. But that's like, I'm kind of thinking about the story, like reading a bit more. I'm yeah. like, Jesus wasn't turning the other cheek. Well, it's talking about like the way we feel, we talk about it. Yeah. We're talking about like, oh, just let the slider whatsoever. But the problem is when they do to you, they're most likely going to do to another person. Mm -hmm. So you kind of standing up for yourself in that moment or like saying your talk at the moment, mm -hmm kind of may change the outcome in a different moment for somebody else or even change their aspect whatsoever mm -hmm. that's a different thing but i even learned it in the gym like funny enough because it was such a mass issue whatsoever yeah and because dudes are in the gym like pumping iron whatsoever yeah, yeah like some dudes don't want to of course so i have to like literally walk into like a room full of like <laughs> dudes bench like 350 and tell them i literally have to tell them like yo you got to put your mask on or get out Whew. Well, what's the response? Like, how does that go? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Some of them wanted to fight. Oh, and it was weird because I realized, like, there's a part where you don't show fear, mm. but you kind of show that if you want to go to this level, I'll go to this level with you. Mm. If you want to go to this level, I'll go to this level with you. Mm. I may not. I know I'm gonna get hit. No, I know I may not. I may not survive. But the fact, <laughs> I may not survive. That's why. But the fact that you like. You're willing, like this person look you dead in your eye, yeah. and you're willing to go to that level with you. Yeah. Made them kind of like you could see how the respect was there more. Mm. You see how like next time I talk to them, totally different. Like I had no problem. Yeah. And it's weird because as a guy, we do have this kind of like sometimes standoffish behavior, yeah. which sometimes is fun. I like it a little bit. Oh. I, I am a bit of a of a fire passionate, like <laughs> a rowdy person. He knows it for sure. Yeah, I see. I see the glimpses. <laughs> I see it. Yeah. But part of me like understands like there has to be that level to you where people not just don't want to mess with you yeah but they know like you're a person that like yo you'll go there with them mm -hmm. and it's not so much being a pushover yeah. or being you know kind of like um forcing people into a route yeah or like just kind of bulldozing it but it's just like yo i'm a force yeah based off of not just who you believe you are but who you like who you kind of made yourself to be, or you how you acted towards you, mm. how your resume speaks towards you. How do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's that's deep. It's kind of just yeah, it's really based on how you perceive yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you think that you're like you're insecure about certain things about yourself, then when you're put into those situations, you're naturally going to want to fall back. That's a, that's something I'm really trying to you know learn myself and really step into because i'm in there are situations that i've been in where i could kind of like speak up for myself but i choose not to i'm like oh it's not a big deal yeah it's kind of just being willing to to have those difficult conversations and be like oh i, I don't think this i didn't like how this was done can we kind of talk about this yeah and instead of just like brushing it off because i feel like oh i'm being an inconvenience or this isn't important but really like yeah like you said knowing who you are and just like being confident in that and stepping forward and making sure that yeah, people are doing right by you it's interesting and then i remember we talked we just talked about like confidence versus arrogance yeah because when you have like you act to yourself with that confidence but do you think arrogance is a little bit needed sometimes mm. let me say it's scenario right yeah. i remember i was at date and i was um i was president of a club called minorities of the future yep. and i remember i was at this event with the, like the new president of Miami Dade was going to be there. Ooh. She was like, they were walking in with the red carpet. <laughs> and I don't know if this was arrogance. I don't know if it was confidence. Y'all got to tell me in the comments. Was mm. this confidence or arrogance? Drop it down. Drop it down because I said to myself, hey, the president, she's coming down the red carpet. Let me see if I could go ahead and shake her hand. No. There's nothing about me. Even like being president <laughs> of Minority Future, there's yeah. nothing about me in the moment says that I need to shake your hand. Yeah. I do. Like, not saying I deserve to do it, yeah. Or like, but I was like, let me see if it's possible. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, let me just stand at the edge of the red carpet. Mm -hmm. She's gonna be right there. Like it was like she was coming in an L shape, and mm -hmm. then she was turning this way. Yeah. I was just gonna be like right here when she walks up. Yeah. And she just walked up, shake my hand, and everything. Nice. And she came with like a whole helicopter and everything. Like whoa, wait, what? Like, what are you gonna do that day? <laughs> I, hey, the bravado was just there. Sheesh. And she was coming in with her helicopter, and, and then like for some reason my heart started beating. I was like helicopter. Whoa. And I was like, I'm like, oh, the wind is gusting whatsoever. Yeah. I'm like standing there, like let me just see if I could just stand there, be whatever. And I'm just prepared for like maybe a no, but I'm just like, let me see if this is possible. Mm -hmm. Let me see if this is possible. Yeah. And I just get there, she's walking through, and she just 
naturally just come shake my hand. Yeah. And just like, and just like all the cameras are there whatsoever. And I know I was not justified in being there. No, of course not. It may have been <laughs> arrogance, but oh. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. But it's like the fact that I just like went up and just did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's confidence or arrogance, but I'm cool with it either way. What do you think it is? I, I would say confidence. I would say arrogance would be you extending your hand and expecting her to shake it. Mm-hmm. But that, that wasn't your expectation. No, no, no. You were just kind of confident in approaching it. And pe- people probably wanted to do the same thing you wanted to do, but just yeah. didn't do it. Because they're like, oh, you know, what if um, she rejects me or what if she doesn't see me? But you, yeah. I think you were confident because you knew there was a chance that she probably just walks past you. Yeah. You, you still went after it. I think that's confidence. Arrogance would be like, she's supposed to shake my hand or something like that. <laughs> but I don't think that's how you came about it. You just like, you were you were okay with failure in, in that sense and you mm-hmm. stepped out and it, it worked out. I was, I, was a, I was okay with failure. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, man, what if this is possible? What is this possible? Yeah. And it's, it felt good to kind of tap into that confidence. Word, yeah. Because it's like, I always have like this key point in my life. Mm-hmm. Like different key points I could tap into. Like mm-hmm. go to, like I've done this kind of thing. Yeah. Like I call it like a trophy room inside of it. Interesting. Like you have your house, but then you have like trophy room inside your house where you get to see all your accomplishments. But I don't think it's like bragging or not being media, um, not being modest. Mm-hmm. But it's like having these spots in your life where you can go back and say, yeah, I did this. Mm-hmm. With the power of God, I did this. With yeah. the confidence of who I am. I've done this mm-hmm. and I go back and I know that's a key point in my life where I like I activated that confidence yeah. and I just like, I love it and you know maybe it, I don't know I still don't know if it was arrogance or confidence yeah. but I'm cool with it either way but right. it's I think that thing as a man kind of like it really pushes you to kind of like know that you're capable of doing something Yeah. like me and the woman at the gym me and the moments in college or whatsoever it kind of key points where you see like yeah you're com- you're capable of doing this Word. and I think that's very key in manhood yeah there the, the, uh, you probably know this quote our greatest fear is that is that our greatest fear is not that we're incapable but it's that we're powerful beyond measure or something along the lines I of that I think I've heard that yeah before. the idea that we're not afraid or we're not timid that about the fact that we feel inadequate but we feel like we're probably capable of so much but we're not really tapping into that and that's oh. what that, that's what keeps us up at night it's like we know that we could do this but we're not doing this and we don't want to investigate why not we don't want to really peel back those layers of insecurities or those layers of fear we just continue like on the path of mediocrity like we talked about earlier as opposed to really coming face to face as a face to face to towards what we're afraid of or what's limiting us and really having that conversation or really taking that to prayer or really, you know, talking about that in terms of discipleship and people who are leaders around us. We'd rather kind of ignore it than, you know, really work towards Bro, rectifying it. That see, this is the reason why he is here. This oh, is the reason why he's on the podcast. <laughs> I love this dynamic. But real quick, let's go to one last commercial real quick. Tell me what you think about in the comment in the comments down below. Was it arrogance? Was it just was it um confidence? Tell me what you think about it, especially about what he just said. But definitely leave it down in the comments. Let's go to commercial real, bit, real quick. We'll be right back. When I mean comparison to Joe, if you have a sense of a jealousy or some type of animosity towards the thing you're actually looking at, exactly. that's when that's when it's, it's a red flag. Some type of dislike, some type of hatred. Like if if I see somebody, if I see someone with a lamb, I'm like, dang. He's like, <laughs> not even I'm like, dang. You like should be in a Yoda. Why, why, why are you in a lamb? What made you oh. get into a lamb? And I'm not a lamb. That's a red flag right there. Or instead of like, dang, that's a nice lamb. Exactly. Maybe I could be me one day and put it in that, and that, go, too. that That goes back to the, why not? We're back. We're back. We are back. But Darpus has dropped a huge gem. If you, if you didn't catch it, go back before the commercial. Just watch that real quick. But I think you spoke to something really big because I realized even though I have these spots of confidence, I have these spots of like these, like these points in my life where I realized I wasn't confident. Mm. And I know those are points I'd never want to go back to. Mm. Like even one point, like even with this podcast, right? Yeah. I was supposed to start the podcast in 2020. Mm. Honestly. Yeah. And it was out of fear mm. of not doing enough or not fear, not or failing at it. Yeah. Or not being perfect at it at the start, mm-hmm. that made me not do it. Made me hesitate. I was like, "All right, I'll get to it." Maybe when I feel perfect in a sense, yeah. When I feel like there's no sense of fear whatsoever, mm. that's when I'll jump. That's when I'll jump at it. Mm. That lasted about maybe two years. Yeah, and that's the spot where, especially you just talked to, mm. like being confident in, like, overcoming that fear, but yeah. not trying to like, man, 
you it's speaking to me so much like mm. for real what do you think about like that hesitation based off of like what you what you feel fear being unperfect at yeah i had this one teacher who said fear is false evidence appearing real real mm. that we have these kind of just ideas that are in our heads that may not actually line up with reality that we have these things that we're hesitant about, that we think we're inadequate about, or we think we're not good enough about, but it probably we're, we're being too dramatic about that, or yeah. just too in our heads. And you know, really, we're kind of just we're we're remorseful or sad about the fact that we know that we're probably capable of it, but we didn't try. It. Like I know this one artist, and he said it this way: "My biggest failure, my biggest failures in life, are knowing that I never tried." And that's huge. Like yeah. knowing that. A part of it is just like acknowledging that the fear is not going to completely go away. I think we're waiting for, like you said, like starting the podcast, you're probably waiting for the moment where it just made perfect sense. Yeah. Like, oh, the timing makes sense. Everything's going to work out. I, I knew I had a schedule. And that, and that, that moment, you're like, okay, cool. Then I'll start the podcast. But the thing is, if we wait for that moment, that, that moment, re realistic, would probably never come. Because it's never really the perfect timing, right? It's just like... Uh, you know, a leap of faith. I like um, from like Spider Man, uh, yeah. to Spider Verse. I like exactly. that. Exactly. Like, leap of faith, and that's really. I feel like it's biblical. It's just like the idea that it's not always gonna make sense, but you're you're confident in terms of the skills God's given you, who God is. You're stepping forward in faith and seeing what happens. You know what yeah. I mean? You have some kind of foundation as to this making sense to some extent, and just going forward with that and seeing what happens along the way. That is awesome, bro. That's mm. honestly real. But I gotta ask you though. Yeah. What is one example, maybe sci-fi or whatsoever, what is, what is one example of, of manhood that you look up to? Word, yeah, I'd probably say definitely my own dad in mm -hmm. terms of like seeing what, what manhood is. Because I think he did a really great job embodying manhood into the fact that he would just, throughout his life, he just gets things done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like going from Haiti to, to the U.S., making sure that we get citizenships, making sure that we're dual citizens, making sure that we get education, making sure that college is taken care of, making sure that he's putting in the work. And he never complains. Like he never comes home and goes like, oh, I had to do all of this today or I had to make sure this was working. Mm -hmm. Call him whatever, you know, something's like we, we fell short or we didn't do this on time. And he's like, all right, cool, I got you. Just having that person that you know who is going to have your back and who is never expecting anything out of you that he doesn't already expect from himself. Right. I think that's huge. Like he's, he's going to do this. He's gonna ask you. He's gonna ask like my brother and I to step up and to you know to go into our careers boldly and to work hard. Yeah. But the reason that we're so eager to do that is because we've seen him do that throughout his whole life. Right. And again, I think a big part about it is that he never, first I've never heard him like mm -hmm. you know, like complain or just be groggy or, or, or tired. And I, I get that he is, but I think he you know he really goes back to, to Christ to, to restore him and just works to, like towards whatever he's working towards like really yeah. hard. And that's I think that's inspirational to. Man, it's so interesting because sometimes our relationships with our boys, relationships with our dads, yeah, it shapes a lot of. It. It's like the our dads are kind of like Superman in this. Oh, sense. for sure, like, yeah, yeah. Always willing to do the most, yeah, and not even like complaining one bit. Yeah, I Never know that's something I relate to a lot with my dad. Yes, sir. Like having that that drive, that will to go like maybe do anything, to mm. walk into any place. Yeah, for sure. You may not be capable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're going to see if you find a way. Yeah. And like you're not going to complain about it whatsoever. I know that's something like I've had to grow into. Mm. But man, it's like when you see something about yourself that you like, you love it. Mm. Like you like, you realize like, okay, I'm growing this way. Like I'm not fearing a failure anymore. I'm not like kind of complaining anymore. I'm not doing these kind of things anymore. And I really like I love that evolution into manhood, like mm. you just said, like doing, like addressing those fears but overcoming them. Yeah, and that's something that's something that's something that at least a lot of us guys have to like be conscious of mm. that you're growing into manhood mm. a lot, and not to beat yourself up for it, and not to think you shouldn't be perfect, you should be perfect whatsoever, mm. but growing into it and standing up for you know the responsibilities, understanding and fulfilling the responsibilities that you made, mm. while understanding the value of those around you. Mm. It's very, it's very woven into manhood that it's like, you gotta, you gotta see it up front. Yeah. And one thing I say about both of us, both of us had like not just our dads but men in our lives. Yeah, for sure. That have taken responsibility that we see ourselves into. Yeah. Like a lot of us, I can bet you could spend to like maybe at least five or so yeah, yeah. dudes like have like showed you. Even just through living, yeah. not just like talk to you about this. Like this, you, the, this is things you need to do. But stuff that's like you've seen this person go through it, 
and it motivates you to be that for other people. Mm. Like I think that's one thing, especially as a man, as a Christian man whatsoever. Yeah. You acting like I have a quote that says, Your maturity will have more of an impact than you will ever know. Mm. So sometimes maybe your daddy didn't even know that he was attacking yeah. you this way. Or other people in your mind don't even know that they're impacting you this way. And then it it takes place or it takes very root in manhood understanding mm. that. What do you think? No, for sure. We need we need examples of, of good men in our lives. Because I think something we talked about earlier, people who are moving or men who are moving in spaces and they're arrogant or they're like really obnoxious or really just like forcefully bulldozing their way into these different spaces. I think it comes from a place of not having people to look up to or the people who did who they did look up to gave them wrong examples right. of like manhood is something that you take. It's about strength. It's about just being a brute or being like forceful about mm -hmm. it. And they internalize that. So I think it a, a large part of what's going to determine your outlook or your perception of manhood are the people around you. So I think, you know, I'm definitely grateful, I think you are too, for having the people around us, especially within the church and other people who are able to give us those really cool examples of like yeah. being manhood. And like not even directly relating to us or directly talking to us, but we just saw the way they moved and we knew that we wanted to move the, the same way they were moving, which is, which is huge. This conversation, I told y'all it was going to be good. Was I wasn't so arrogant, bad. I was confident. So I told confident, you this, yeah. this conversation was going to be good, mm -hmm. but honestly, man, I thank you for, thank you for coming on. No, thank you for having uh, me. For sure, man. man. Cause this, this conversation motivates me to do even more. Yeah. Honestly. But yo, tell the people where they can find you. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I have an Instagram. It's Clutch Blazer. Don't ask about the tag name. It's something like, <laughs> back in middle school, I just thought it was a cool username. So I'm, I post on there and kind of talk about my journey through medical school. I try to like catch highlights, encourage people. I post things that I resonate with occasionally. So it's a cool space to find me in. Man, man, for sure. Good luck in medical schools. Appreciate it. Days, they do not play. Oh, yeah, they I'm going to need play. that. I'm going to need all the prayers I can get, man. <laughs> first semester was rough. Rough. But again, if you like this podcast, if you like this episode, drop the like down below. Just tell me what you think about it in the comments, send the emails, send the text whatsoever. Not a text. You don't have my phone number. Yeah. But, <laughs> but tell me what you think about this episode in the podcast. Definitely reach out to Darvis. Tell me what you think. If you disagree with me, if you think it was confidence, if you think it's arrogance, tell me what you think in the comments down below. But I'm going to see you guys in the next one. Uh, feel free to join me. Um, you can find me everywhere. Echo of that underscore. Don't forget that underscore. Or echo Vlad, you know, 23 at gmail.com. Everything will be listed down in the comments. But as I see with everything, I wish you all the best. With the rest, God bless.